Hello and welcome to a new episode of Teachers Off Duty. We have a very special one today. I'm excited about it. But to get started, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Tell Williams, our Mr. Williams pre-K. I'm Lauren Woolley, Mrs. Woolley Fifth. We have and our guest. guest today, I'm Sophia Bella. I am Sophia Bella. <laughs> That's I like that. the easiest handle to yeah. have. To like, oh, what's, what's your handle? I am, I am Sophia, Sophia Bella. Bella. <laughs> That's how but I am. Thank no, you, like, what's your going. handle? Uh, that, that's, that's, that's me. That's it, babes. That's me. <laughs> so our fun episode is, um, it is officially Hispanic Heritage Month, Yay. or Yay. even the term, because we're going to talk about a lot about our identities, um, and we're going to talk about how even the term Hispanic Heritage Month is controversial. There's a lot of controversy over Hispanic and the use of the term and the term and then Latino or Latinx or la- Latina. So we're going to talk about that today. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just we're going to get started with some fun facts. I, I think maybe we should introduce the identity of, of us, though. So I'm um, Puerto Rican. My mom was born in Ibonito. Um, and then her family moved to the Bronx and then to Indiana for some reason. <laughs> Couldn't Bronx, tell you why. Indiana. The places. Bronx. She Love is that. Jenny from the block, but she's I guess she was Betty from the block. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> like, like I'm still, we got I'm, the, still I'm still Betty, Betty from, from the block. block. Um, we can use that because it's um, funny. It's not. It's, yeah. Um, <laughs> they're like, no. no. Give us the money. Oh, um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. So um, who, wants, who wants to share? I am Cuban and Mexican. So my dad is actually from Mexico. And um, then my grandma is from Cuba, La Habana. So then actually, well, I'm Cuban and Mexican on one side. And then I'm Mexican on the other side because my grandpa's Mexican. So lots of that's all I am. We're, it's like it's like a that's all, honey. That's fun. I, yeah. I mean, I, mean, like, I know. I <laughs> <Right>. want more. <laughs> I love that. And then mine is kind of like you know a little bit different. Like I am more like European Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My my mother's side of the family is from Spain, from Salamanca, a very small town. Um, and it's a very small percentage of myself, but I still am very proud of that, yeah. and I still like I. I I remember little things growing up yeah. here and there and like stories I was told, but like I did not grow up speaking Spanish, which is something I you really, learn really, it in school, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I took all four years of, of Spanish in high school, which I know it's not like you. learning Spanish you, yeah. in the real world. That's not always how people are going right. to speak it, but it's, you know, I wanted to try and, you know, learn a little bit more about my mm. background a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, Hard for me a little bit because I know some people are, you know, very concerned about Mm -hmm. people, you know, with, you know, appropriation and things like that. And, you know, although I am white, I I have like Spanish in my background and I I really enjoy that about myself. And I I kind of have been just in recent years, like trying to learn more and more about that. Because it hasn't been kept alive in my family right. as much. Yeah. And I kind of want to stop that from happening. I don't want it to yeah. die off and just, yeah. you know, be forgotten. Right. And so. I, I feel that because, like, with me being Cuban and Mexican, like, I was, my grandma is Cuban. So that's all the Cuban that I have. Like, everything be- behind that is Cuban mm-hmm. as well. My great grandma, my grandparents, mm-hmm. like my grandpa, all of them going back is Cuban. Um, but my dad is Mexican. So, like growing up, the only Cuban I would get was when I was at my grandma's house. Mm-hmm. And then when I was home, my mom would, you know, like moms, they make what your husband likes to right, eat. Right. So I would eat Mexican food at home. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel that because I try to keep that Cuban alive because 
my kids, if I mean, if I marry a Cuban man, we'll see. But um, as of right now, it's not looking like that. So, <laughs> my, that, you know, the Cuban is is kind of dying, and then the Mexican as well is going to start getting less and less. Doesn't that so, seem so sad? Like, it and it you just makes you there. Yeah, like, yeah. you want to keep it. Yeah. And you're like, well, can't <laughs> really control that. TikTok with the fish. I want to keep it. You never seen the little. I want to keep like. I want to keep it. It is. It's hard. Like when we're talking about like. People get it's it's a very personal thing to talk about your identity. Yeah. So and I feel that way though yeah. because like I never want anyone to be offended right, by right. anything I say or do. Yeah. And like you know, it, it's coming from a place of love that right. I'm very proud of and learning of love and that learning. background yeah. and, and wanting to learn yeah. more and educate myself more right. on you know the heritage of my family. Yeah. So no, I totally no. I totally feel that way, and I don't want anyone yeah. to ever feel that way about me. I would like to be the. Um, the the person knows all about this as someone who identifies as as you know Latino, but I don't. And the unfortunate thing is because we're not taught this mm -hmm. um, at all, and there's a lot of history that we're still finding out. Yeah. Um. And so this is to say, like, if you if we say something, you're like, that's not a hundred percent correct. Call us in. Put a comment down and help us educate ourselves mm -hmm. about who we are. Yeah, please, because we're that. always we're always coming from a, a place of learning and growth yeah. and wanting to be yeah. better. And you know, I mean, we're educators. We. Teach right. for a living. We want, we, do. we want to learn for a living. Yeah. So I mean, if there's just because we're that teachers, you can, I mean, we know it all. Right. Yeah, so right. We can right. still learn. And, and we don't even know all about our own identities. Like we're we're still learning. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. So like I think one of the first things that that we were talking about, we talked about this very late last night, um, <laughs> was the term Latinx. Mm -hmm. Um. And because. It, it is used or it was supposed to be used uh, for inclusivity. So it's in the United States, only about 23% of um, people who are Hispanic or Latinx mm -hmm. know the term Latinx. And only 3% of people um, use the term regularly. It doesn't mean that the 3% use it as their identity, though. Um, and so we were talking about that term and why it's controversial. And it's not controversial in a sense of people don't want to use it to be inclusive um, because they've pulled people that don't like the term Latinx. And they actually said, I'm not using it in place of not respect, but um, to to respect. Yeah, to respect people who are a member gender nonconforming or who are um, trans, you know, non-binary people. Um, we're not not using the term Latinx because of that. We're using it because it's a word that didn't necessarily come from us and makes sense to the language that was used to already colonize us. Mm -hmm. So for a third time, we're being, being told what to, to be. To, yeah. yeah. So this is to say for me, I'm going to be using I'm Latino. I am a cis male. So I'll be using that term. But it's even the name of the month is is controversial yeah like me i'm latina but i you know um i'm a latinx trailblazer yeah that's my title on yeah. tiktok yeah and i completely understand where people mm -hmm. come from when they use the term latinx because it's they want to make everyone feel included Inclusive, which yeah, right? we should. Yeah. and i i i'm totally for that yeah. but then i also see the other side of it where being latino latina that is spanish that yep. is a language yeah. and at this point you're changing our language right and making it american right. or english right. you know so when i talk to people they're latino they're latina i'm not like oh they're latin 
X. <laughs> you I, know? I always go by based off of how they are identifying mm-hmm. because if I don't know how they identify, I'm going to use the term Latinx when they give me their identifiers. But it's weird because it's not in place of like, you know, the, the whole like English thing of like, they, them, it's not grammatically correct, even though it is, um, to use the term for someone who's non-binary. Mm-hmm. It's not the same when we're talking about Latina and Latino. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it, there's deeper colonization that happens there. But in, on that and we talked about yesterday, if someone is, if someone sits there and they're like, no, I'm, you know, um, I'm Mexican and I am trans and I use a Latinx, baby, I'm going to use that term for you, whatever exactly. you need. Like, whatever. I don't care what mm-hmm. anyone else says. If that's, if that's how you, great. It's just weird that that's even controversial about mm-hmm. it. It's not, not even a term that we can, yeah. Uh, it's sad. It's Which like, I agree. And that's how I see it. Like, yeah. how you want to identify, that is up to you. Right. And you are your person. And that's, I like, I mean, for someone like me, like, that's eye-opening to me because I am, I'm not Latina. And yeah. so I, mm. you know, you know, seeing the, the Latinx title plastered right. all over everything, you wanna, you're yeah. thinking like, oh, this is how they, like, people in the Latino and Latina community want to be included yeah. or want us to be inclusive. And it's not right. to some people. And, you know. It, you kind of live and you learn and you're like, yep. oh, well, okay, that's not right. So I'm not right. going to do that. Like, right. or it is or it isn't. And I think that's where some people get kind of like stuck. It. Yeah, yes. you get anxiety because yeah. you're like, I don't want to offend people. Right. So like, how do I advocate, yeah. how do I how advocate, do I advocate for people? <laughs> but not offend at the same time. And I think right. it's those, yeah. one of those tricky things. And, and so, and, and I, I'm in my graduate study and there is a woman in class that she's Puerto Rican. She she born and raised in Puerto Rico, came here for her graduate degree we're in class talking about the term Hispanic and the term Latino and what that what those mean. And at 30-some years old, she was never explained. So I'm going to, what I think it means, I think we kind of talked about it. Mm-hmm. Hispanic is the language you speak. If you're Hispanic, you speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. Latino, <laughs> yeah, Latina is the geography yeah, of where you're at there, right? So you can be Hispanic, Spanish, and speak Spanish, but you're not Latino or Latina. You're not from, yes, exactly. you could be from Latin America, but not Hispanic exactly. because you don't speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. So those—that's how it was always kind of explained to me. So, um, and that's how, like how like when you look at the actual terms, is how is is how it it is. So it, you're right. You can have both identities. You can have either or identities. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that it is interesting to, to for that to be part of the conversation as well because it's like oh my gosh, we just want to know. What we can say, like what we can say as our own identity. So right. I just start just telling people I'm Puerto Rican because it's easier and for I've me to be like. I've been told so many yes. different things. Yeah. Like I've been told like being Hispanic means like your family originates from a Spanish speaking country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe not that you necessarily speak Spanish. Like that's what I learned yeah. it originally as. Mm-hmm. And then I've heard that, you know, it's you speak Spanish. So that that's where like my confusion comes in yeah. with like with my own yeah. heritage. Yeah. It's right. like, I don't know what I what I am. Right. <laughs> I'm like, my family's from Spain. Right. That's what I say. Exactly. Like, I don't, and it, it, I don't it's know anymore. Because we, <laughs> it comes down to that. Like I. I mean, me, I'm, I'm both. I'm yeah. Latino. I'm Latino. I'm Latino. Right. <laughs> I'm Latina and Hispanic because I'm Cuban and Mexican and I speak Spanish. Yeah. So, right. I, you know, I have both and I, it's easy for me to be able to identify for both. But when it comes to like someone who's like, I'm from Spain, whatever you want to call me, that's, right. that's where I'm from. Yep. You know? Right. right. You know, this is me learning. Yeah. Before I knew like, you know, Hispanic was you speaking Spanish, Spanish. fluently. I, I, you know, I was like, well, Hispanic, it says, like, originating from a Spanish-speaking mm-hmm. country. Yes. And my ancestors spoke Spanish. Right. It wasn't carried on through my generation. Right. So I never got to learn that as my second yeah. language, like, you know, as a second um, 
native language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of stuck. I'm kind of in like a in limbo of like, right. I'm I'm from Spain. Right. Or I'm not from Spain, but like my yeah. you know, my family's from Spain. Spain right. But like I don't know if I'm Hispanic. Am I? I don't know. It's the stuff that <laughs> yeah. you. What was the term that or uh, Latino identities that don't speak Spanish? Like the term that I don't like is that the one? Is it like is yeah, it not the one, one you repeat? said? The one that was oh yeah, so a no sabo kid. Is okay, that yeah. So, so yeah, can you uh, explain that what that yeah, is? Because I don't yeah. think a so, lot of people will know what that a no sabo. I am against it. Um, I I strongly, strongly, strongly don't like when people use the term no sabo kid because to me, what a no sabo kid is is basically someone who is raised Hispanic, um, Latino, and they don't speak Spanish or. Mm-hmm they attempt to speak Spanish mm. and it doesn't come out properly. Me. So, <laughs> All the time. So, yeah. and then like for me, when I speak Spanish, I speak comfortable Spanish. Mm-hmm. And so that means like when I speak to my family, yep. when I speak to my friends, I am comfortably speaking. Now, if I, as a teacher, speak to right. a parent, yep. it's not going to sound good. Mm-hmm. And they're going to, I'm going to be like trying to be professional, but I can't because I've never spoken professionally in Spanish. Right. So it like, to them, I could be considered a no sabo kid because I'm not speaking correct Spanish. But I was raised in yeah. a household mm-hmm. that only, like my dad only spoke Spanish to me growing up. My grandma only spoke Spanish to me growing up. So those are the kids that they're like, really? And you couldn't learn it? But it's not. Yeah, but but it, And that's where I'm like, I hate that term because right. these kids are trying, you're trying to embrace keep your that. Mm-hmm. identity exactly. and culture. Yeah. I always loved that about my family. I've known like for a long, long time that my family was, you know, from Spain. And my grandpa used to tell me like when he was a kid, how he would go over his Aunt Isabel's house and he would uh, like his his father was from Spain and spoke fluent Spanish, but didn't want his kids to speak right. Spanish. He wanted them to be Americanized. And so they stopped speaking Spanish in their household. But my my mom said, like, her grandmother spoke Spanish. Her great aunts and aunts spoke mm-hmm. Spanish. And when my grandpa would go over his Aunt Isabel's, she would not let him eat unless he asked for things <laughs> in Spanish. So he would tell me this story. He's like, the only thing I ever knew how to ask for were frijoles. And so Aww. he's like, that's all I ever ate because that's all I could ask all for. I could say. Yeah. And so like, I, like those kinds of stories I love. And then like growing up as a kid, like we went to like every Christmas for Christmas Eve, my family goes, we went to midnight mass at uh, a local church. And I, I grew up Roman Catholic. Um, and we went to the midnight mass and they did the entire mass completely in Spanish. And that was something that I thought was so cool. And I always wanted to, like, I wish I would have grown up speaking a second language. And so that's really what prompted me to take Spanish in high school. Right. And I, I kind of wish I would have continued. And right. like, you know, I did four years of it so I right. can speak. Like, I can understand some Spanish yeah. and like I can like if someone's speaking slowly enough that I could like take a second to like, right. let it to register. It. Like yeah. I, got it. I got some of it. Yeah, right. I can pick up some of it and like I could probably respond a little bit. But like I do not in any way, shape or form speak fluent Spanish. Right. So then there that also leaves me in that like, you know, limbo of like, what am I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Where I grew up is I would say predominantly Hispanic. Um, mostly Mexican and Puerto Ricans, um, where I grew up in Indiana, and the 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 just the the racial tension there. Oh, and and I and I hate to use the word Americanized because like they're, you know, a lot of these people are American. They've they've moved here. You know, they're in the U.S. Um, Puerto Rico is a Commonwealth. I mean, uh, it's I mean it's controversial, but it's you know, 
so it's it's I, I hate using the word Americanized, but that's 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 the idea of what it is. And the Americanized dream is or idea is that you're you don't speak Spanish mm-hmm. and that you kind of uh, release some of some of your Hispanic and, and Latino culture. And I don't and I don't think that parents a lot of times do it in a malicious way by any stretch of the imagination. Right. It's like I saw what it was like for me. Mm-hmm. I don't want that for my kids. Country. Absolutely. And so like um like my 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 I felt like my mom did a lot of that. Uh, they're too going from Puerto Rico to the Bronx. That it was literally right the the perfect um, storyline of West Side Story, which which yeah. happened right. Port, like oh, Puerto Ricans were were very much looked down on, um, and so I think this idea of what that was, and a lot, and you know, when you know she came over in seventies and eighties, like that was th- that the, the Puerto Rican culture and idea was West Side Story, right? People that was a huge movie, mm. and so. Same. I felt. I feel like a lot of our stuff. We'd go to my grandmother's house. They all spoke Spanish there. Like, like you know, we if we want to talk to my grandma or to them, it was in Spanish, uh, not great Spanish. But it was very much like growing up. This this part of my identity was. I really had to hold on to it and try hard by you know going to my grandmother's house, talking to my grandpa, talking to my aunts and uncles, uh, my cousins, because it's something that was kind of in a sense lost on us. And I mm-hmm. and all this is to say. The reason why I bring it up too is because it is important to know that um, the U.S. does not have an official language by any stretch. No. So when we're saying we want to Americanize, you know, p- families who who say, who say it's this, like a stereotypical yeah, American, no, right. no, that right. like, um, you know, it, it, that doesn't necessarily mean English. It can mean any language because it mm-hmm. does. That's, uh, that's something I love about the U.S. is that we don't have an official language. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is that. That's the term that's used all the time. And I know growing up in high school, that was used. High school was middle school and high school was terrible. I was too. I wasn't enough of either culture of the white kids or the Hispanic kids to fit in either. I was too othered for the white kids, but not enough for the Hispanic yeah, kids. That was that was my thing growing yeah. up too. Like a lot of my friends, because where so in Vegas, the side of town I lived on the east side of Vegas, mm. which is predominantly Mexican yeah. Hispanic, right? Yeah. Um, now we're getting more like Cubans and Puerto yeah. Ricans and Mix and, you know, Guatemalans, yeah. all of them. But when I grew up, like it was almost everybody was yeah. Mexican, you know? And to them, because of the way I looked, because yeah. I'm obviously like, I'm white. Yeah. Like my skin's white. Yeah. Um, so they would be like, mm, you're not, you're not Mexican enough to right. hang out with us. And I would be like, okay. And then my white friends, they'd be like, she's Latina. And I'm like, Am I Latina or white? Which yeah, one like, am I? I, could, no, yeah. I don't know yeah, which one I am. Right. So I would have that problem too growing up. And it's just, it's so hard. I think because I went through it, that's why I have the, yeah. per, like, you know, the um, perception per, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of it. And I see other kids and I'm like, and even just people, not even kids, just adults and everyone. I'm like, you should feel like you belong. Yes, that's it. Because that's it. I had that problem where... I was like, okay, well, they don't accept me, so right. then I'm just gonna go be with them because, right. and then I was the spicy Latina with Ooh. all of them, and I was like, the I, I guess I'll be term. spicy yeah, because I yeah. have something going for yeah. me, you know. So it kind of, I never knew where I fit in. Yes, and I was like, I just want to be me, and like my, you know, I speak Spanish, I speak English, I speak fluent English. I don't, right. you know, I don't think that. When I speak, I have an accent, but some people say I do. And I'm like, I don't see that. So I just wanted to be me. And, you know, I I loved being proud of being Latina. And I love being proud of, like, 
the struggles and all the obstacles my family faced yes. coming here to be, you right, know, right. American. But yeah, it's just it's who it's, knew it's who, a big right and, you know? and, and, and i say who knew and you don't know because we're not told this we're exactly. not told i was gonna this. say i did not have that problem in high school because <laughs> i was um little 16 year old lauren was bleach blonde with blue eyes and you know pale as a ghost so no i didn't i i right. i was white i i mean it's that's just the way it is in spain you're dark yeah people in spanish are. yeah, like, yeah like, it's a european and we were talking about so these are the countries and i want people to i want people to tell us if we these are the ones that are in total the 20 hispanic countries and one territory that is celebrated during the month and i feel like one has to be missed because as i was reading this bits argentina bolivia chile colombia costa rica cuba dominican republic ecuador el salvador guatemala honduras mexico nicaragua panama paraguay Peru, Puerto Rico, Spain, Uruguay. You said it better Uruguay. than I Uruguay. can't say the ooh. Mm, and Venezuela. There's gotta be one missing. I don't know. Maybe. So if if you if we name those out and you're like, maybe mine's not this? in there. Yeah. yeah. Let us this? know, please, please, because please put it down this below. was like a um official like page of yeah. uh, the, the celebration. But so I was like, that's a that's a lot. It talks about the next term used. These are like little facts we found. Uh, it was it it was uh Dated back the first time in the 1990s. Blew my mind. Because I had no idea. Latin X was wow. in the 1990s. Oh. Um, See, I that, thought that was a new I, term. I yeah. thought it was a new term, no. too. But it's been around yeah. for 30 years. Yep. Okay. And only, it says only 23%. I think I said that. But 23% in the U.S. No, but no. Well, it kind of came back up. So something I was reading on NPR about this was that um, the term was picked up more by industries and commercially than it was by the people okay um, but my thing is even if if one person feels like that is their identifier and that makes them feel whole i mean we just talked about how we didn't we kind of felt like we were walking in the same like girl i'm gonna use it then yeah um the u.s doesn't have an official language was my the other one that i like there was one that i found that i really um oh and that it has been uh it starts september 15th and goes into october october yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I, there's there's a lot of stuff that i would just i found this to be incredibly um interesting about the, the controversies behind it, but also like what we do and don't know and we were talking about our um ancestry.com oh, thingy yeah. that and so um when i did it um it my my mother's genes were so strong that it tells you um the migration patterns of your family and how you ended up where you currently are and it only showed the puerto rican side did not show my dad's side at all so i'm like does my dad not know he's puerto rican like he's not <laughs> but i was like does he not know this but then the thing that was heartbreaking to me and again no one told me this was i when i got the dna thing i was like why didn't it say puerto it doesn't say my blood is this much percent puerto rican yeah why oh my gosh my mom had no idea she was lied to her whole life she she was not born in ibonito no she was because of colonization, you can't be, your blood can't take a test and say Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. It has to be made up of a couple of different things, and those makeups make that. Oh, okay. And I was saying that it wasn't until a couple, maybe two years ago or a year ago, I got an alert saying, hey, we've done this, this, and this. And um, they've now been able to genetically find traits of the Taino tribe and people. And Tainos were the indigenous people of uh, Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And so... It's interesting to say that because it's like w- when you look at your your place and you, you don't think you're dark enough or this enough, you have to also remember these these countries were colonized. And that's why, yep. you know, these identities, that's why Puerto Ricans can go from blonde hair and blue eyes to, you, you know, a- yeah, Afro-Puerto Ricans. So mm-hmm. it's it's the whole thing is just like, I, and you, you we we were all talking about how we've done in yeah. some sort of and the DNA test. And that's like my, my ancestry. Um, it's so weird because mine shows 
exactly where yes. in Mexico so my dad is from. They're like, this yeah. is where your family migrated and they've lived there for years, generations and generations. Yep. And then you go to my mom's side and they only were able to show me the Spaniard side mm-hmm. of it. But I'm like, no, I yeah. know my grandma is from Cuba. Yep. My great grandma's from Cuba. Yep. My great great like I have, this is generations, yeah. generations. Yeah. But because they even have documentation of when they migrated yep. to the US. Yep from cuba yes you know like birth certificate everything was there but it doesn't say cuban right and i'm like but i am cuban but there's no because yeah. of the colonization yeah. like yeah. you said it's it's yeah. just i'm there's standard, a different makeup. but it's because it's mixed well, with so much when i did my so i i did the 23 and me mm-hmm. i didn't do ancestry but like i did mine wholeheartedly expecting to see like way higher of a percentage yeah and then when I got my back, I was honestly heartbroken because I was like, I'm only this much? And yeah. I was like, it was like Spanish and Portuguese. And I was like, that's so small. Because it talks about like, the area when we were looking at it. It's like this yeah, area it's and this, this area. area. And then it's... it had no other information. And I'm like, I know the town my family right. lived yeah. in. I'm like, my grand, my great grandpa yeah. came from there. Right. And like, it's, it's so confusing because like, you're like, oh, well, okay. So then when I have kids because i mean obviously my my husband he did his also he's literally like 70 percent irish like (laughs) his grandpa we did his like we got him one for um christmas a couple years ago his was like 99 percent irish like that's That's it that's wild i know i was like oh my gosh like that that, doesn't happen (laughs) yeah so so my my kids are gonna be like a huge chunk Irish Irish. because I'm also Irish yeah, and you know a bunch of other things because you know I'm just a mix of everything and yeah I'm a melting pot (laughs) and then um, but I was like if I'm only like this percentage then what are like any of my kids gonna be like they're gonna it's gonna die off and like that's what makes me so sad I don't want it to die and you you, right and you don't have to and I think that when we talked about doing this just because like you're a percentage of something doesn't mean that you have to forget what your family's culture was or your family's heritage to embrace that mm-hmm. i love when people embrace who they are because like there's all there's always two sides of people you know the world you have the people who are mad because you embrace it and they're like mm-hmm. you're not enough and then there's the people who are mad because you don't embrace it like how dare you not embrace your culture or how dare you yeah. say you're this yeah. but you're not enough you know yeah. like, and don't, i just don't think snub the people that are trying exactly. to support the same culture is there's you. a lot of children who, are, and who get lost yeah. Yeah, and that's what i that's what i i went through and i try to keep that alive within my classroom like i I'm, love that you teach like i know you said you you work in like a mostly hispanic district right that yeah a lot so of kids my speak spanish. school is 75 percent okay oh, I, was yeah. gonna say, I love that yeah. you that you you speak spanish with and your I students speak spanish too so i i want everyone to feel welcome that was right. my theme that was my classroom theme right. last year and it was literally all are welcome and i had every skin tone in my room right. represented and it was simply because like there's kids that just don't feel like they belong mm-hmm. because of yeah. other people yeah. that make them feel that way yeah. and i just i can't because i was that person that, was that, that i thought was so like so ridiculous growing up like even even just being that tiny bit and yeah. like when people, you know, in high school, everyone would be like, oh, what's your family? What's your fa-? And you always do the family, <laughs> the family tree project. Tree, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So we did that. And like, you know, because I, t- I took sp- Spanish and we did a family tree project in this in my Spanish class. And then we like presented it to the class. And I had presented that, you know, my family was from Spain yeah. and yada, yada, yada. And then this other kid in my class who he was Mexican, he, like he like called me the derogatory word for a Spanish person. And yeah. I was like, 
I, I like I never thought I would experience that. Yeah. Like, you know, being, you know, white. Yeah. You know, I never thought I'd experience that right. in my life. And I didn't think it was I thought it was really strange because I'm like, you're also right. <laughs> well, and, and <laughs> but, yeah. you know, because of the tension there, right? There's tension right. of, of, of Spanish colonizing all these countries. And yeah. I think what people don't remember is that if in order to be Puerto Rican, some of your blood has to be Spanish. So you, as you as you sit there, which is maybe hard to um, recognize, but you're also Spanish. Mm-hmm. You're Spaniard. Like, there's yeah. part of you that is Spanish. So I think, mm-hmm. too, it's like there, there's this weird, I mean, obviously, my huge thing is I don't care how much someone pisses me off. I'm never going to launch any racial slur at someone because that is gross. Right. So it, it, it's hard for, uh, and I don't know if he said it as a joke or if, because he understood the uh, what the tension of, of what had happened between, you know, the colonizations. But it's like, I don't know. It, it's I, difficult. I don't know. I, I, honestly, that right. was back See, in the time when I was, I was still like, right. you know, in the mindset of like, Oh, I'm I'm Spanish. Yeah. I'm Spanish. And I'm that's Spanish. what like, I, I feel like makes kids come hold back. Like, right. well, I just got called this. I will never I claim this that. again. Yep. You know, yeah. I will Happened never. To me, yeah. mm-hmm. I will never say I'm Spanish again because I don't want someone to call me this I don't, word. I don't I'd rather just way. say I'm white and boom, not worry about it. In order to talk about the colonization, you have to you have to rectify to yourself. I part of my makeup is the colonizer like i like that is also so it's it's this it's this weird thing i and again like you said i i there's so much that i didn't know i didn't know until i watched john i cannot remember his last name he did a netflix special on his son teaching his son did you see this on the the, the puerto rican and i i have never sat through an entire netflix special bawling my eyes out because i was just like there's so much i was learning about myself that i didn't know even about me and that like you know my mom passed away five years ago so there's a lot of things that i would want to call her and ask her hey what, what's this this and i, and I can't do that which is that's really a shame yeah. I and mean, i feel for you because i like i am i'm lucky i still have my grandpa yeah. like he's getting up there so i get nervous but like yeah. i'm lucky i still have him to talk yeah. about that with because that's literally the only connection i have to right. it is my grandpa and like mm-hmm. my like even though you know my mom was you know his daughter yeah she's not the one with the memories of that and she right. like even though you know she would tell me like her grandma was, would speak spanish but that's it like yeah she she wasn't the one that experienced all of that as a young kid and i like hearing those stories from my grandpa so it, like makes me sad it to think she, that someday that will be gone for me you, you know because you have to hold on to it you know yeah um i think one of the hardest things about moving from indiana to um the philadelphia area is that i didn't have that i loved where I have a love hate relationship with where I grew up, but what something I loved about it is the, is the culture that was there, and that mm-hmm. there was like several Puerto Rican restaurants, you know, mm-hmm. which like my cousins opened one up briefly, and I loved it. So it's fun to you know to, that I had it there, and then I moved to Philly, and I'm like, if you, if you're from Philly, please let me know the restaurants to go to. But food is a huge thing, and and the mm-hmm. culture. So I think we should each if if you have to like think about it for a moment, what maybe your favorite food from that? So m- mine is arroz con pollo and coquito. And my coquito is chef kiss, <laughs> but my cousins, it's so funny because they'll take old Crown Royal um, glasses, drink uh-huh. thingies, and drink them because you you would never waste it. But that's what they they make their own coquito, and then they take off the labels, and then they will like you know be like who was it twenty five dollars? Who wants one? And um, I'm like ship it to Philly. I, don't, I think, I I think that's that. illegal, but please, like it is. And if you don't know coquito, I was is, gonna say please explain because I oh don't know gosh, what that it's is. Like so, it is like um. What is the the milky drink people drink around Christmas time? Eggnog. Eggnog. It is 
not eggnog, but that's the only thing I can describe it as. It, mm-hmm. it has none of the same makeup as it. It is just the, a Puerto like a Rican milky, milky coconut drink. I feel like I've drink. heard, yes. like I've it's heard like of It's like a this. delicious coconut drink they can have. We usually make it around the holidays. It has nothing to do with eggnog. So the only, just the only way like just American people like, you know how you guys yeah. drink eggnog during Christmas? It's coquito for me. Gotcha. <laughs> and uh, arroz yeah. con pollo because everything in, in Puerto Rican is rice. And rice and Rice and something. Rice something, and beans, rice something. and ham, rice and whatever. But Yeah, well, mine from each side. So my favorite thing to eat in the Cuban side is ropa vieja. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It's basically, so it translates to old clothes. That's literally what it translates yeah. to because it's shredded beef. So it looks oh, like, you know, okay. like old clothes. And it has like, um, it's like in a red sauce I'm and so it has peppers. Now. Oh my God, it's so good. It so good. good. So ropa vieja and then I eat it with like my arroz con frijoles negro. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, which is rice, black beans. I know that. Okay. <laughs> I, like I yeah. said, I can understand. Yeah, yeah. I can understand. Can't speak so, it. Especially food. I'm like, yes, much. keep going. Uh, <laughs> honestly, no, Cuban food, It's it's so funny because Cuban food is... It's like to me because I, I got it very rarely. Yeah. So it's like a delicacy. Yeah. Like when I eat it, like I come to Miami, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I just love it. Yeah. So like picadillo, which is just some um, like ground beef, and this is the way they prepare it. It's delicious. It's so good. So I have a lot of nice. things from Cuba that I'm like a fan of. Um, and then from my Mexican side, I have a lot. I love like enchiladas, which is like rolled tacos mm-hmm. with the sauce. I love um. Enchiladas, tacos, you know, like the basics. Is there, was there like a dish that family that y'all made or that like your grandfather talked about or anything? No. We're gonna but, find like, that's some, that's why when you were like, let's do a dish, and I was like, I really want a dish. No, because like, I want a family dish that we can oh, make. But now people time. can comment in it and we can try yeah, it. We'll what, make it. Yeah, if, you're, if you are from Spain and you have a dish that your family always makes, totally. please let me know. I want to. I want to try and make we're gonna, it. We're gonna make it, it with you. I want to try and make it. Like I love I, that. the only thing I've ever heard of, and I think it's pretty basic, is just paella. Like it's okay, just, like yeah. you know, just the collection mm-hmm. of random things you have and. <laughs> Seafood and delicious. Yeah. It is. <laughs> but I, I mean, I've seen I've seen a couple of different people online make um, paella, and there's actually uh, I oh my gosh, her name is escaping me. Um, there is a TikToker. She makes all kinds of different foods from different countries. Like every okay, every yeah. day, she'll make like a new meal from a from different a country, That's and awesome. it's it's beautiful. Like the, her videos are amazing and like so satisfying. And then she. Like so far, like from what I've seen, is that she's like pretty much hit it on the na- like hit the nail on the head with every, every single she hit the one. Nail with the head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, for one of the, for Spain, she made paella, and then mm. like people were battling it out in the comments, like, "Well, paella doesn't use this; it uses this, this mm. and you did it great, and it was wrong." Right. And then, like I'm like, okay, well, she's but they might have been in different areas. Maybe right. your area makes right. it like this, or maybe you make it like which this, is, or- which is how it is oh, right too a lot of so i don't know yeah i want to know a, like a recipe a that recipe you guys because people would ask me that like in the spanish class my spanish yeah. teachers like loved me just because my fan my family was from spain and i'm like don't get too excited like i don't <laughs> yeah but like yeah buckle so then, up baby yeah buckle up so she, my spanish teacher would she would ask me that she's like oh do you guys like have any traditions or like do you do anything and yeah. i'm like no <laughs> like Mm-mm. Like that's why I'm in this class, so you right. can teach me. Yeah. But you do, you do learn, um, right? Because like, the, I, and that, but that's so refreshing because I I knew my celebrations and cultures in, yeah. in in you know at Puerto Rico in, in Puerto Rico, but like it was interesting in class learning about what other cultures celebrated, right? Oh, um, I love that. I, I, like uh, Cinco de Mayo, for example. I had a, I've talked about it before on the podcast. I had a director. Um, 
I, I was c- coming into um, school and I was signing in and my director was like, happy Cinco de Mayo. And I said, oh, okay. No. I keep signing in. She's like, are you excited? Are you going to go for margaritas? And I was like, I don't, maybe, I don't know. And I'm still saying, she's like, like you can speak Spanish all day if you want. I said, um, do you think, wow. I said, do you think I celebrate Cinco de Mayo? And she's like, I said, I'm Puerto Rican. She goes, okay. Said so, so that's a Mexican holiday. You can speak Spanish all day Baby, if yeah, you want. If you want, and I was, like, I was like, "That's a Mexican holiday." She's like, "I said, do you guys celebrate Boxing Day?" Like, and, yeah, and she in looked Canada. at me. I said, "I said, do you think Canada celebrates like you know Fourth of July?" And just glazed over. I did not understand that like but they were not like it does, part, no. And still, even that example was just like didn't get it. I was like, I went. I didn't know how to be like. I don't have time to explain to you that Mexico and Puerto Rico. Not the same thing, babe. Yeah, no. Bunch of miles separating them. Um, Bunch of miles. That's funny. True. Yes, I do love margaritas and it's sweet and stuff. Um, give me that candy. Okay. I know you got Stop. some candy. I'm so waiting. excited. I didn't want to interrupt you. So um, I actually, I brought you guys a little bit, a little warm fuzzy um, because I knew we were doing this episode and I wanted to show you, kind of show like how me as a teacher, how I keep my class feeling inclusive i love so, that <laughs> um we're your so, class today yeah you guys are my students <laughs> yay um, i felt like i learned so much I like, that's good and and I, love that. I just want to appreciate these two because like when we were talking about this this topic i was very hesitant just because of my background right. and like not being sure of like what to call myself and i i really appreciate all of their guidance and like they were so sweet about it and like so supportive and like no like yeah you're you're part of this discussion yeah. right cuz you are and we, i appreciate that we got to really call do. people into conversation yeah. i don't i i don't love calling Tweeting. out in cancel culture mm-hmm. cuz people can't learn so i hope not in a bad way. I hope that we did make a misstep today and someone can call us into that conversation because I, yeah. I want to show examples of us. learning mm-hmm. and showing examples of like humbling because like I want to be the expert of my own self. And unfortunately, that has that time has been taken away from a lot of right. Latinos yeah. and people out there. So, no, but thank you. So thank continue. You. So okay. teach us through candy, mama. So, so <laughs> like I said, my school is very predominantly Mexican. Um, so I brought you guys Mexican candies because Yay. these are the types of things that I would put in treasure box. Um, and they like this. go crazy because you know they grow up on these things. I want to try one of them, and yes. you're gonna tell me this. which one I'll should I try. You what there's, this. there's peanut. Anybody peanut allergies? No. Okay. Are y'all peanut allergies over here? No. Okay. I don't need. Nope. Your, I don't good. need anyone like. Th- you I know. know. I don't want anybody. So you grab it. I'll tell you what it is. Okay. I'm gonna but, try. But yeah, okay, basically, so, like we throw these types of things because just that way, you know, they see candies that they eat at home. They're I'm excited. Hold away from the mic. Is it Leoncita on TikTok? Oh Brenda. She has so her own loud. candy company. Oh. She makes mazapan and like oh. uh, uh, picos fresas and like she makes all kinds of candies and like with like the tahini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these ca- are oh not all like that. So that's coconut. But I just recognize this from yeah, that's that. mazapan. So coconut and then peanut. Basically, that's like ground up peanuts. Okay. Into like, and this is a coconut bar. Do you like Ooh. this? I don't like coconut. Oh, like, is it like fine. shredded coconut? Uh, yes. Okay. See, I so like I'm not like a flavor, coconut candy person. Texture. But I'll eat like coconuts. I want, I want, but I won't eat. She's coconut. like, I've eaten a whole coconut, like an apple, <laughs> just bit into it. My teeth are strong. Um, so yeah, and it's it's shaped like a Mexican flag. I love this. So okay, cute. I'm gonna try it on on this. I'm gonna are pass this around. Do you like coconut? It's good. Okay, this is um, Lucas, which is powder. And there's a duck on the front. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's their mascot. Oh, I'm sorry. How are you I'm doing? Be, I think it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Good. It's They're a, not that spicy. I, I, maybe my that's tongue's Puerto Rican. Maybe my tongue. So that's mango flavored, and like you can eat it by itself. Do you just 
You can, you can, or you can like people put it on their fruit. Like it's just flavor. That's the mazapan, the peanut. Mm. That's my favorite. That right there is. Right. I should have brought the whole box for you guys. You don't like the Lucas? I do. It's just very sour. It's a lot. It's mango flavor. I do like the mango. They come in different flavors. We've been like. That's good. I just was like. My favorite is the corn. Corn. It's corn. (laughs) It's corn. It's corn. Where's the corn? Find it. Nope. That's 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 not not corn. Nope. (laughs) Yellow. That's corn. So it's, it's an elote. <laughs> it's an elote like lollipop. Mm-hmm. It doesn't taste like corn at all, but it's spicy. That those are spicy. Those. Okay, while we're while we're eating candy, do you mind? Okay, so just I was going through my classroom library just yeah. to see like what books I had yeah. that I was reading oh, yeah. for um, Hispanic Heritage yeah. Month. So um, just some of the ones I pulled out. So one that I really like is called "Separate Is Never Equal," mm-hmm. and it's by um, yes. Duncan. Ugh. Can you pronounce this last name? I don't know if I'm going to say that Separate right. I'm re- going to butcher that. Here. Donatui? Donatiu? Donat- Donat- yeah, I think they're... This is, this is the Sylvia Mendez yeah, family I, of, yeah. of, of uh, the... I just didn't know how to pronounce the author's last name. I've never seen oh, this book. Okay, yeah, it's beautiful. I <laughs> yeah, that book is... The art is beautiful and the, the story itself, it's a true story. So yeah. um, Sylvia Mendez and her family's fight for desegregation. That's a great book. Um... Last Stop on Market Street is written oh, by Matt De La Pena. I mm-hmm. love that, that story. Just read that this week. Um, mm-hmm. This one's like a kind of fun Halloween one. Gustavo the Shy Ghost. Mm-hmm. I just love that one. Uh, written by Flavia Z. Drago. Um, this one actually is a book that I just bought because I realized that um, like Indigenous People's Day is coming up yes. also. And I don't have a collection Great. of read-alouds for that. So I found this one at Target and it is called Fry Bread. And it is a Native American family story written oh, by love- Kevin Noble. I love that. Uh, my my yard or my my lord. I'm I'm so sorry if I just butchered your name. Um, another one I read for like poetry. I have Feel the Beat, and it's dance poems with like salsa music mm-hmm. in the background. And you actually have it has a CD that it comes with, and you play the CD, I and it that. like they get to listen so to cute. like the salsa music. Oh, it's so much fun. The kids love it. And then this one, I think, is a, like everyone has this by now. It's The Day You Begin. <gasps> Cry yeah. every time I read that book. Jacqueline Woodson. I've never read that book. Uh, read it before you read your a class. a boy named... Uh, is it, is it, it's like three different-ish kids that are like... Read it yourself before Venezuela. you read the class. They're from mm-hmm. Venezuela. I think so. I made the mistake of reading it for the first time before my class and sobbed. You cried. It's, oh, it, yeah, it's, it's a good book. There's nothing inappropriate in the book. Yeah, I just cried no, it's that. so... Oh, See, I love that. I have such this a good book, book called... In my class, it's called All the Way to Havana, and it's by mm-hmm. Margarita Eagle. Mm-hmm. And it's the most beautiful story because it mm-hmm. really portrays life in Cuba. Yeah. Like... Everything it has like the from the illustrations. I, just I was went, like, <gasps> I went. Don't laugh at my no, I, I was not laughing at you. I swear. I went like this. Is it spicy? <laughs> How well, was, was it? Ta- I was taste testing the spice level. So good. It's not too bad. Mm. It's not spicy. Yummy. Spice. Spice. Spicy. <laughs> Welcome to Teachers Off Duty Mukbang Edition. It's when you eat on camera uh, what? for ASMR purposes. Um, ASMR. How's your masa pan? Um, I was. I was. Into, like. Oh. <laughs> I, I told like, you oh, they break easy. See, yeah. he's not one of God's favorites. You have to be careful if you, if break you it, don't break it. If you can unwrap it without breaking I'm it. I'm definitely not the favorite. Yeah, I'm the favorite. <laughs> this is delicious. I love that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, let's wrap this up. Yes, yeah. this um, was so much fun. This was, like, yes. I think this might be one of my favorite episodes For that we've sure. ever filmed. We got to eat candy. Yeah, we got to eat candy. And I just loved this conversation we had. <laughs> and I appreciate both of you. And I, you know, happy 
Is it happy? Ha- yeah, happy, happy Hispanic, Hispanic Heritage yeah. Month. Happy Hispanic Heritage yeah. Month to anyone celebrating. And if you're not someone celebrating, celebrate others. Um, and then also happy Indigenous Peoples Day coming yes. up as well. And we will see you guys next yeah. time. Bendecion. Yay, love you guys. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today.